That's so it's like that's the thing Everyone's about kinda it. Everyone's kind of bundled up. Everyone's bundled up. Uh, you know, I think Giannis and the Bucks, as they're you know they're second in the East right now, I believe. Yes. Yes. Um, they got Drew Holiday, who I like. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of people <laughs> who will sit there and say all Giannis does is run, it, jump, and dunk. Uh, and it does kind of look like that. Yeah, but like, it does kind of look like that. Um, one two MVPs doing that. So. I don't know. It kind of seems like they're missing something. Giannis is still putting up great stats. Obviously, 28, 12, and six. Like, and that like that's like in a sleep. Yeah, and I, I could be wrong. I think Giannis. There was two things I could say. Like, where I was like, oh, I kind of wish he had that. It's not even the three point shot. I think that whole. Giannis needs to be able to shoot is overrated because not every player needs to be able to shoot. Like, I think he needs a mid-range game. I just, and that's it. I think he needs like a little bit of a pull-up mid-range game or a post game, like three or four go-to moves in the post. It's the same thing with Ben Simmons. Like yeah. Ben Simmons doesn't need a three. Ben Simmons just if he can if he get it a wide open one, cool. But if Ben Simmons and Giannis had eighteen foot games, it's night for every yeah. team. It's good night for every team. Think like, about Giannis is he can at least. Hit a few on you once in a while. Yeah, Ben Simmons is zero threat as a three point option. And if he, and Ben Simmons could arguably be the best player in the league in a couple years if he had that. He just dropped forty two the other night, and it's just like he just needs because he does everything else at at least an A minus level. He can Mm -hmm. do everything else on the court at at about an all star plus level. He called himself the best defender in the league the other day, which I like. Like I'm coming out and saying I can't even be mad at it. Like he can guard one through five. Yeah, that's, that's comfortably. <laughs> I really like that Philly team. They're a dangerous. They can beat anybody. They're a dangerous team because they got at any point. You know, you could throw out a lineup like Simmons, Danny Green, Thibel, Tobias Harris, and Embiid, and play defense. Like that's a scary trio alone of Simmons, Thibel, and Embiid. And then Danny Green, who's an above average defender, like he's like Tobias Harris is your only and defender, and even and he's then, like a B plus B. Uh, and, he, defender, see, and even you know? then, all you do, you throw them on like kind of the worst big. Not every team's gonna have five people who are offensive threats. That team can lock up. Like that team's gonna be able to play ugly and win. You know, a ninety-two to eighty-eight sort of game in the playoffs. You know, but they they're, also could win a one thirty to one ten or one twenty-five game because their can, offense is flowing. They're good and be looking like you know top one through three NBA candidate right now. Like he's finally in shape. He's finally not. Shooting as many threes, kind of like Westbrook. He's pulling up from the mid-range. He was another person who was just like, you are so big. Like, just, like, pause. But you were just, <laughs> <laughs> you were, you just go in the post, two moves, and it's a finish. Like, that's all you yeah. need to do. Like, it's easy. You have touch, and then use your three-point shot to your advantage. Don't use it as your only option. That's kind of what Same thing doing. with Porzingis. Like, Porzingis, I understand he's slight. Yeah. But he's still getting the post- a 15-foot fallaway works over every single human being in the league because you're 7-3. Porzingis is a little different because that's more of his game is pick and pop, and he can shoot. He's always been able to shoot. Yeah, and just, be someone who it's more, can shoot it and would love Like, he fell in love with it, like yeah, Westbrook, just, like Josh Smith in the past. I don't know. I just I just always feel like Embiid doesn't... I mean, not Embiid. Porzingis just needs to not fall in love with it so much. He can do it, and that's his game. Like, I get mm. his pick and pop like Dirk, but even Dirk got in, inside a lot. He makes sense, though. He makes more sense. Oh, it makes more sense than Embiid, for sure. But, like, I'm just saying, that's another person I think that just needs a little bit more of a post game and kind of see what Dirk did and kind of go with that. Because Dirk wasn't living at the three-point line. Dirk just, that pick and pop. He would now, though. He probably would now. I don't think prime Dirk would. 
I think yeah, I think he would. If you're telling Dirk to like go out there and shoot eight threes a game as opposed to three or four, I think he absolutely does. And then crunch times where you see him take them to the post. That's uh, I think maybe Dirk, like maybe think, maybe not. But I I think most of those shooters like Nash, all of them from that era. If you put them in today's era, they're definitely getting up three to four more threes just by default, just by like how the game's played by running to the corner, that kind of mm-hmm. thing. Um. But, yeah, Przingis, I don't know. Like you said, he's just so slight. That's why I don't really... Yeah, it's I more, see it it's, more for him. It's, yeah, I understand. It's not more so that I think he needs to just be a bully. I just think he needs to... I don't know. Sometimes I feel like he just needs to even get closer to the basket. Like, get, let himself get into a rhythm before he just starts jacking him up. That's that used just, to be the old thing with KG, too, because... That's just the thing for me watching. I've only watched a few Mavericks games this mm-hmm. year, but just watching it, I just feel like... It feels like Chris Stapps can never get into a full, full rhythm because he's... He's been out a lot, too. Yeah, he's, he's just too far away from the basket. And it's not he's not Clay or Steph who just live there. He's, he's a guy who can play there but doesn't live there. Like, shouldn't live there, I should say. I think once he finds his rhythm, Dallas needs to make a move, too. They're another one who's... I want to say they need to make a move, but if they, they want to be... If they want to be where they want to be, which is in the mix, they probably need... One more score, I, I agree. probably. They but need, they, you know, if you got Luca in Porzingis, that's already a good start. And Rick Carlisle missed him and those ball movement coaches too. Yes. Um, no, they're they, they're in they good shape, but they're still young. I mean, Luca's what twenty one still. Yeah, these other so. things, phenom. But like they, they're gonna need either players to develop or they're gonna have to make a move because it's presently constructed how the West is. And like looking even next year, if you're thinking about it, with the Warriors going to get better, the Lakers are going to be about the same. Like the Jazz are probably going to be about the same. The Clippers about like, for what we know, there's going to be a lot of teams that are still around the same level. They're going to need to make a move, I think, to compete for a chance. Like I just don't see the role players stepping up enough to be like, oh, they're finals contenders. I mean, it depends. I mean, you can't you can't rush a championship. Either. No. No, not at all. I'm just thinking that you've got to, you can't rush it, but you don't want to be stagnant. Because defense is where they really need to improve. Because they can get whatever they want on offense. Yeah, they just need to add. They need to add a three and D guy. They need to add yeah. somebody who can hit the three, but they need to add like a lock and lockdown defender. That's facts. They still just it's nothing big. They need to add. They just need to add something because they don't have an. They don't have enough. I would say if they personally. really want to make a move. Obviously, this season, because you're not trying to win at all this season. You're no, see, no, no. You want to see where you get. I mean, I could see them. Why not deal Porzingis down the line, you know, with his injury history? That's probably the one where you're going to get that real piece for Luka. I mean, it depends. If he can stay healthy and he's hitting those threes and he's exactly what he's supposed to be, mm-hmm. we'll see. Um, another team I actually left out of the contender conversation, Portland. Like, I really like what that team is when they're yes. fully healthy, too. Yeah. Once they get CJ back. And say they're sixteen and ten right now, and their Carmelo Anthony's looking good. Yeah, they're as deep as any team in the league. I can't remember. Did I pick them for the conference finals? Did I have you? Did can't remember if I picked them or the Clippers. I, I can't. I don't remember. I know you had the Lakers going because you know Portland just top to bottom. I think I like their roster the best in the whole league. Like they have <sighs> no holes to me as far as. They got that scoring back court yeah. with Damon CJ. They got Rocco. They got Melo as a six man off the bench. Derek Jones Jr. Uh Nurkic, Cantor, it's and Nur- Zach Collins. Nurkic is he's out right now. He got I, hurt. I was gonna say, I know he got hurt, but is he coming back this season? 
I think it was like a four to six week injury. Four so to six. Okay. Okay. Because I, I know he saw something on it. I just didn't remember. Yeah, they got exactly what it was. They got him, Cantor, who they had a couple years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, and then yeah, Zach Collins. He's still Gary out Trent Jr. Can Gary shoot. Trent Jr. Can shoot. They got no holes. Like I love their roster. They don't even make, need to make a trade. All they need to do is come back, come come just together. Just get CJ healthy, you know, and yeah, then see no. where that is. Because I mean, we still got what. 40, 50 games left of this season? Yes. I I would say, I have... I would say, before the season when we were doing predictions, I had Golden... I actually had them losing in the first round of Golden State because I had Golden... The way the matchups worked out, I had Golden State playing Portland because I think I had Portland at the five and Golden State at the four. Yeah, I don't... I don't know about all that, you know? That that Um, was my preseason pick, and I think the Warriors could beat them in a series. That would be a tough task. I, I oh, see, I see the Warriors, time. you know, as present constructed, I could see the Warriors, I see them getting to like the five seed, and I see them, you know, all the lower tier, I think they're the exact middle. All the teams below them, Mavericks, whoever else, you know, mm-hmm. in the West, I think they beat Portland, Utah, LA, Clippers think that's where it gets tough for them you know that's where they need to like I think that's where they need another player to but everyone else like because i've heard people are like oh they're losing the first round i would take golden state you know over anybody else but those, maybe aside from i think phoenix they could be too like they could i think phoenix. they could i think they could beat phoenix who's a sleeper like the, i'll say they're a sleeper. i need to see more the, but they're i think the sons have beat the celtics clippers who else? Didn't they they've beat the Lakers too? The Lakers. They've gotten some quality wins over yes. the last week and a half, two weeks. But um, I'm looking right now for I think the Warriors could. I just, in a series, I wouldn't pick them. Name them off to me. Name them off the West. The West, Utah. I think they would make that series very They'd interesting. Make it interesting. They could I go think, to six of them. I think just Steph being there and doing, like, kind of that. It'd, it'd take a heroic Steph performance, but I think they could, but I wouldn't pick them. The Lakers, I don't have them. The Clippers, I think you and I just kind of disagree on this. I think they have a better chance against the Clippers than the Lakers. You think otherwise. You think you'd rather have the Lakers than the Clippers. They'd have a better chance against the Lakers than the Clippers, but we both have the Clippers and Lakers beating the Warriors, correct? If they were yeah. playing a series. Yeah, I have... You know, I'm kind of warm up to the idea of the Warriors over the Jazz, honestly, when you bring it up like no, that. No, you, you just like, if you think, if you go down the line, you're like... Stafford, Donovan, Mitchell. I mean, I understand, like, because your coaches are a wash, mm-hmm. like, kind of. So, like, you take Kerr. You would take Kerr, but like the way that I was looking right now, if you go like Steph, Donovan, Mitchell, then think, you've got think where the Jazz get him is depth. Yes, Warriors don't have the depth. Steph, Donovan, Mitchell, then you got like Kelly Oubre and Bogdan. You've got Rudy Gobert, Draymond Green. You've got when does Wiseman come back? Wiseman's gonna be back in a week. So, Looney, Looney, and Wiseman and Marquise Chris are gonna be back in like two weeks. The Warriors um, have been playing late the last like two weeks with no bigs. Juan Descato, Anderson, and Draymond Green are their two tallest players at six seven, six eight. Draymond's really six five, which is uh, crazy. yeah, uh, yeah. Sorry, listed at six seven. I don't six, know. Eight. What, I don't know why they had the they did the whole they made a big deal about listing him properly, listing and then not them properly, listing him properly, and then they just list him as all their old heights. Yeah, but like they're. Like, yeah, like the Warriors have been playing with no bigs. That's the thing about their team is when they come back, Gobert, Wiseman matches up with Gobert very well. Like, they're mm-hmm. both seven-footers. 
Like I just like the Jazz, they could beat the Jazz. I think I'd, it would be an upset, but they could. The Lakers, Clippers, are the two teams I wouldn't take them against. I wouldn't take them over Portland either. Portland's got way too much depth for me to because that team. See, I mean, <laughs> they can run eight or nine different quality, ten quality different players at you at any point. Yeah, I get. I had it before. I mean, I have. I would. I watch watching them play this season. I would. I would. T- I so could. Do you t- have them still as a conference finalist? I didn't have the Warriors as a conference. I had them losing in the second round to Lakers. Do you have? Do you have them as a conference finalist now? It would depend on where they're seated. I could. It, it really all like it depends on where they're seated and who they'd see. I like. I don't think. <laughs> I, I think. Them. I think no because I don't see the Clippers and Lakers playing in the second round, which would be the only way that they could go, in my personal. So opinion. you don't. You don't think presently constructed they're just a conference finals no no they're like the only way they would is if they managed to see utah and upset utah and then they'd sell like phoenix that's why i'm surprised like that would take them head to head over portland because portland's a team we have to outright beat i think you know what i mean i think i just think they could bullshit if you're gonna really beat them i just think they could i'm watching both of the times i just think they could beat portland and it'd be seven what would be their advantage i think Honestly, I think it would come down to. I mean, I understand depth wise, but in the playoffs, they can. The Warriors can go eight deep. The, eight? They can go you eight. They can go eight deep. I do. I've watched enough Warriors games to f- feel confidently that they could go eight deep and do so now, pretty well. See, this sounds like you really are talk, talking about like a conference finalist now. Talking about eight deep. There. Well, I mean, you have. I like their six. You have Wiseman. You have Draymond, Wiseman, Looney, Steph, Wiggins, Oubre. Because Kayvon Looney's a big that fills in. I think he's played. He fills big. in. I wouldn't really call him. Well, he's, he's not. He's, he's a not guy one that you want in your crunch time seven or eight. But I mean, I mean, he plays twenty minutes a game. He's been all these played crunch time minutes for them in all their finals runs, other than their first one. Like since they had Durant, he's played minutes in all of those runs. True during the game. So like those That's six, a little Durant different when you got Kevin Durant, Clay Thompson, Draymond. It, but he's then, a pick and roll. I mean, he's then, a pick and roll big and a defender. I'm gonna trust him to play. He still plays defense. Like he's, for sure, the moment's not gonna be as big for him as it's going to be for someone who has never been there. He's yeah, I guess there. we're talking moment. I'm saying like just pure talent when you got. I think mellow, fucking Nurkic, Cantor, and Con- like that's a. Just that as your front line, and you throw Derrick Jones Jr. in there, that's a lot. I don't see much of a difference between Looney and Cantor. Like, Cantor's a better offensive player. Looney's a better defensive player. I think I'm they're saying a that with a combination of Nurkic. Because you're relying on Kevon Looney as a big a lot more than you would be, you know, as Portland. Portland, you're rolling out. Well, I mean, because you have Wiseman and Draymond Green. That's what True. I'm saying. Like, I'm saying you would have... Looney's going to be playing 20 minutes a game... And for those 20 minutes, he's going to see Cantor for about 12 of them, maybe Nurkic for four, and then someone else for four. Like, he's not going to see that many people. That's why I think, that's why I go those six for sure. And then it's people like, depends on how you feel about Juan Toscato Anderson. Like, I think he's played well this year. Like, they have people who they can fill in after yeah. that. They have, like, I guess Kent Bazemore can give you some minutes, some games. Damian Lee can get you shots. Like, I, all of those people, and in those situations, can they hit op- wide open threes? Thing with that, that's season, the, that's the thing. If they because they can play defense, so can you hit wide open threes? Because Steph's gonna get you open ones. 
Draymond's going to get you wide yeah. open once. Can you make dunks and can you make open threes? If you can and you can play defense, you can kind of play in those. And I think it would come down kind of to the Portland definitely has the edge on the bench. I'm not saying they don't. But I think it would kind of come down to Steph and Lillard. And I'm going to take Steph over Lillard. I think it I don't kinda, think it does come down to those two in that hypothetical series just because it's Lillard, CJ McCollum, Gary Trent Jr., Rocco. Like, they all can defend and all can score. Like, that team, that's a fully loaded squad from top to bottom. Like, well, I don't I mean, say that four is, I mean, that four there is just as comparable to Draymond Green, Steph Curry, Kelly Oubre, and Andrew Wiggins, the four you just named. I can't throw Wiggins in there because Wiggins is the definition of the Andrew Wiggins I've seen all season long. I can throw in that conversation. I see this because I, Andrew Wiggins this year. But take past Andrew Wiggins, I agree with you. Andrew Wiggins has not taken games off at all this year. He hasn't taken possessions. Up. He's been playing. But I can't defense. automatically throw. He's him been their best. Court. He's been their second best defensive player behind Draymond Green. I can't automatically throw old boy in there as automatically put him in on his crunch time five against like CJ. I mean, I can I can when you put in Gary Trent Jr. I don't see like. I don't see how you but trust Gary Trent perf- Jr. much perf- more than... We see him perform a little bit more than Andrew Wiggins. I just know if you're talking to T-Wolves fans and you bring up Andrew Wiggins, they're going to be like, I don't fucking know. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. we've seen Wiggins in spots like, yeah, great. He's performed for 20 games, but it's been 20 games. And I agree. Like, that's the position you want him in is Golden State and all that. Yeah, but I just think like, it's kind of like a... I can't it's automatically it's put the him Some like, of the Patriots, like, they're going to perform better there than they perform other places. I agree with that. And I, though that's, that's I my, definitely That's my that. thing. I'm not saying you but trust Andrew Wiggins, Wiggins like, oh my God, he's so trusted. But I'm saying Wiggins in this himself. situation with this team being the second option... I think like he hasn't done, and I've watched enough games so far. Unless he just falls out, I'm which just, is cu- capable. Listen. I'm not saying he's not capable. I'm just saying that I think that series would be a six to seven game series that the Warriors could. Here's pull all out. I know. This is my thing with you. All right. Here's all I know. I came in here talking about how much I love this Warriors team, mm-hmm. and I kind of cap it at second round. I love them. I think if they do, if they get a piece, if they get somehow another piece without giving up Ubre. Or if they do happen to move Uber and get like a two for one back that like noticeably makes them better, mm-hmm. I put them maybe not in contender, but like conference. Yeah, that'd be contender if you put them in the conference finals, you know, or could get to the conference finals. Mm-hmm. They're just not. They're still not as deep as the Suns and all that. Like that does matter to some degree. When you got Steph, who do you want Steph dishing out to? Like Gary Trent Jr. or Juan Toscano Anderson? Gary Trent Jr. You know what I mean? Like we've seen. What ten games of one, JTA in these uh, office G League? Yeah. Oh, uh, so I mean, you know, when it's that much of a talent dispersed, I can't pick them against, you know, even the Jazz. Now that I'm thinking, you know, what I mean, I go back and forth. But then the other thing that gets me, no fans this year. Like that's where we've seen just some. It, I don't like. I really because winning on the road is a lot easier now, and that's oh, and Eric Pasco is in there. True. True, true. I was going to say, I trust him piece. like I would trust. Like, Gary Trent Jr. and I him just, are kind of on the same level to me. Like, Gary, I was going to say, Gary Trent Jr. is like, they do different things, but they're kind of. thing with the Blazers they're is both, they're, built, they're built to be a conference finalist. They're built to go against the Clippers and Lakers. Like, they're built to go seven games with either. And they got the star power and the shot making ability with Damon CJ. Um, so I can't. It would be tough for me to even pick like the Jazz over the Blazers. But, you know, so I have the Warriors right on the outside looking in group. 
as far as in the West. Like, I don't think that, like, personally, I, I get it. Because I don't think they're... Like I said, they're, they're not better. Cutoff. They're not better than the Clippers or the Lakers, so I never think they're gonna. I don't. There's no. If they got to the finals, I would be floored. Like I'd be absolutely shocked if they got to the finals. Like yeah. that's. I'm not making it. I just think, other than the Clippers and Lakers, I think they can play with every other team in the in the West. I don't think they maybe not. Play, they won't be favored in most of the series. I'm just saying, I think they could play with them, and I could give. I could. Find a way in my head to make them. The other team would be the Nuggets. Would be tough for them just because of how Jokic. But like, even then, maybe. But I could. If you gave me a case of them winning, I wouldn't just instantly turn it away. That's that's what I'm saying. I think Portland's a favorite. They'd be a favorite in that series. I just think they could win that series, and it would make you could that's make it. sense of me that they they could win. That's saying a lot. I mean, granted, I'm here talking about this Portland team who. As you said, what are they, 16 and 10? They're they don't have a spectacular record, but they're one. I think, I don't know. I think they have such a high ceiling. and We haven't seen them healthy yet. They're missing CJ, missing Nurkic. Mm-hmm. I think when that team's full, and like you said, Mel is playing great right now. Gary that, team's, that team's definitely tough. That team's definitely tough. I can't see them. That's a team where you, by default, have no holes to lose to a team that's less talented than you. Like, say, the Warriors, or even maybe the Jazz. Mm-hmm. Suns again they're at that I think they're a level above the Warriors but also at that cutoff where they're not that experienced but then you say they got Chris Paul you know who's as experienced as you can get in the NBA you know without, especially without winning something like without yeah. getting to the finals you're not going to get any person more experienced than Chris Paul yeah regardless like you still regardless. got and even with, even with that he's still been he's, in all situations so. yeah you still got someone 14-15 years of NBA experience who's played with great players Played in the playoffs almost every year of his career. Has um, led teams to has led team led a team to the conference finals. Kind of yeah, he's he's been there. He's and going to be an interesting one to evaluate once his career is over. Because oh yeah, and speaking of that, real quick, team has kind of let me down a little bit. The Pelicans, they just have like yeah, they like, just they, don't fit. Uh, they, they just don't feel like I never understood the Stan Van Gundy hire. For that young team, I really liked them with Alvin Gentry. Actually, mm. I wish they kind of kept him as a coach. It's the up and down. They just don't feel together. Like they all feel like they're kind of doing their own thing. Like Lonzo, Lonzo's kind of he's been playing passive, like he always has. But like, yeah, Lonzo's Lonzo. He's we- the return. <laughs> I was looking at um, I was watching UCLA highlights the other day. That I need to find where that Lonzo went. Get this talent of Lonzo because Lonzo's more talented, obviously, than he was then. But like, he had needs that confidence. Like Lamelo, obviously, comparing because they're brothers. But like Lamelo just plays was like I'm just gonna go out here, have fun, and go do what I was doing in the backyard, which is what he's kind of doing. And yeah, his personality's infectious. Lamelo, Lonzo's obviously the more laid back one. That's always been the thing about Lonzo. Really is. You know, his attitude, like, he's obviously got all kinds of skill, plays the game the right way as far as sharing the ball. He's very unselfish, almost too unselfish, you know? He doesn't, I don't know, it all depends on the team he's on, I guess. You know, I could see him succeeding with a team like the Warriors or, mm-hmm. you know, a veteran team. But even then, like... I think on this version of the Lakers, he would be good. He's definitely more of a role player than a star player. You know, I think, you know, if you look back at that draft... I don't think the Lakers take him number two again. You know, if you do no. that draft over, it's probably Tatum one and then, you know, whoever two. Maybe still Fultz. I don't know. You know, because that was a whole weird situation. Probably Deer and Fox. 
Yeah, Fox maybe. Oh, and uh, Fox. you know, I don't know where Lonzo ends up, but his career has definitely been weird. He, it sounds like they're trying to get him out of New Orleans. Um, Stan Van Stan Van Gundy was just a weird hire all around for such mm-hmm. a young team because he's he's I don't know he's a coach you would want on maybe like that either a contender or like a seventh eighth team that you're trying to elevate a little bit you know like he would the fit, Pelicans isn't a team he would, would fit expect. not that you're getting rid of Terry Stotts at all but he would fit in like Portland like a team I don't know like something a, like that yeah. like a team that's kind of already established. Like them or like Indiana, definitely like more a te- of a veteran team. Like a team like that that's already established, kind of has an identity and knows, but they just need like the round it up and try to find a way to win. Like that's kind of them not not trying to develop players. Like he's not really the development coach. Yeah, no. I ideally, I hope Sam Van coaches for a couple years and he gets fired and comes back to the booth because he was by far the best color commentator we've had in the NBA like just immediately like I don't how many weeks was he at the bubble like he did that he did the beginning of the season so he did like a half season yeah of commentating of uh yeah color commentary yeah and was by far better than Chris Webber Reggie Miller and you know all the rest shout out to Doris Burke because Doris Burke I like Doris she knows her shit like she when she's talking about I'll take it from like a Celtics fan perspective when we're on national TV and she like gives her like breakdown of what she thinks the Celtics are, she's on the money 100%, which you do not always see from. I actually the wouldn't mind Candace person. Parker. Candace Parker on like I see her on the. Like, she's great in the studio. She is great in the like. I'd be interested. I don't know to how see, she is on. Uh, I as wouldn't a color know how she. I but I think she could do well. I really like her in the studio. I like it when it's when her when she's there. Wade, Shaq, and. Yeah. Like, they have great chemistry. They're real. Like I really like them. They're obviously the original with Ernie, Shaq, Kenny, and Chuck. Are obviously they're like unmatched because they just work perfectly off of each other. But I yeah. I love Wade in the studio and I love Candace in the studio. She's she's a really good job in the studio. No, that's funny you brought that up because I was I was gonna bring that up in a in a past episode and uh, Wade is like a natural on TV. Like it's crazy. Like he's mm-hmm. he is great on TV. And him and Candace with Shaq, you know, obviously Dwayne Wade played with Shaq. Candace has great chemistry with Shaq. They bring out a different side of him that even like Charles and Kenny don't bring out of Shaq, which is crazy. It's like so a, I really like watching Shaq on the Tuesday and Thursday cuz you get It's almost a f- more fun-ish, not like fun, they but They challenge like, him more. They yeah. don't like cuz Shaq's perspective, he clearly <laughs> Him, him and Charles especially, they clearly don't sit and watch basketball every night. Mm-hmm. Shaq probably more than Charles. So, like, when Shaq's the best to have around when he's talking about, like, star players and all that, because he can really get on the insight. Because, you know, as you've seen, he's had beef with Donovan Mitchell and Rudy Gobert for, like, no reason. Like, Shaq is through, for unbelievably through petty bars for Dame reason. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, Shaq's just Shaq in that regard. But... You know, it seems like when he makes those statements, Dwayne Wade especially, he'll kind of challenge him. Candace will say, like, something funny towards him. And, you know, it brings a different reaction out of Shaq. Mm-hmm. I like it a lot. And both, like, Wade and Candace look like they watch basketball nightly. Yeah, they definitely do. Candace, you can tell, does. Dwayne Wade obviously does being fresh out of the league, which is what we need. Mm-hmm. Um, the fresh out of the league guys are nice just because, like, they've played or they play, they either played against or with or trained with or 
all these guys so you get more insight on those people than actually someone like Kenny who would be reporting but obviously he never played with someone like Steph or whoever but, I can't yeah. put Kenny in that group because Kenny for sure keeps up oh he keeps everybody. up but I'm just saying like you get different insight a little bit of Definitely. different insight just because of since he played against Steph I see what you're saying yeah, yeah that's yeah, what yeah. I'm saying just a little bit of different insight on kind of little tendencies Kenny knows Most everything he's talking about completely he's he's a student of the game yeah, because Kenny, hundred percent. Kenny's been offered GM jobs in the past as well. I'm glad he hasn't taken them for like my for personal sake, because I enjoy watching him. Yeah, inside the NBA, I love. It's just a show. It's not like even if like non sports sometimes it's just funny too. Just, like along with beautiful sports knowledge, right? It's just so much. TV so hard because that's why I don't really I hate the ESPN studio shows and like most studio shows because they're fucking pointless. Like. It's not real conversation because you got five people at a desk and you got what ten, I think fifteen minute overtime now. Your commercials. So you're really only up there for like eight minutes talking. Mm-hmm. You're trying to get in basically two minutes each of each person talking. Mm-hmm. That's not how a real conversation goes, you know what I mean? Yeah. So that's why I especially love inside the NBA because they're halftime, Def Kenny break it down, blah blah blah. That's what he sees. Shaq breaks down his big man stuff, but post game. They're just all talking. It's basketball. an hour conversation. Yeah, they're just talking. Like they got their segments and they're giving their not two minute da 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 da. You know, they're not trying to make a statement. They're not trying to. No, they're actually just talking perspective, talking. And they whatever. don't have to ever cut off a set. Like obviously, like no. when you're watching a first take, since you have to stick to your agenda, like in the A block. Like if you yeah. go over A block, you kind of got like Molly's got to be there to cut it off. Compared yeah. to Ernie's, just gonna unless it gets out of hand, out of hand. Ernie's just gonna be like. Yeah, I'm just here. <laughs> yeah. And even... Away from my needle stat of the night. <laughs> that's the difference between that and, uh, you know, any studio show, really. Same with football. I think the different one, I think maybe the Fox Sunday show, like, they do more of a post game, too, to where they can get their thoughts in. Mm-hmm. So that one's another cohesive one where you can tell they got chemistry. And it's not just, all right, let me give my two-minute, you know, thoughts on this team. Like, you'll see on a pregame show and a halftime show. Yeah. So, uh... Yeah, I really appreciate Inside the NBA. I've always loved it since I was a kid. And they just consistently, you know, bring it. They consistently just real, consistently will just be themselves. Like, Charles Barkley's up there talking shit half the time. Like, he's funny as hell. Like yeah, you said, was, it's great entertainment. It's like Kenny's, like, all of them have they their own love niche. They job. They all have their own niche, and they fit it perfectly. And that's why I think Candace and Wade fit perfectly, because, like, you expect to see that kind of same flavor on Tuesday and Thursdays when it's players on or Tuesday when it's players only, mm-hmm. and then they give it exactly mm. what you think because Wade is just himself and brings great knowledge. Candace brings great knowledge and like all of it together. Like, so I like all everyone that's really with it for TNT and other than Chris Webber. Sometimes he comes and goes. And it's crazy because Chris Webber when he's in the studio with them, like filling he, in, in the studio, he's, he's so he's, much more better in the studio than he is on the call yeah. and he's actually gotten better on the call and that's me saying that as someone who's been I think harsh has, on Chris Webber over it Chris Webber knows what he bullshit Chris Webber like, knows what he's talking about it's just I don't think he's a guy who can do it on the spot I think he's just hey, a, I think I he's know. just a guy who needs to take which I think in the studio more you kind of have time to think about what you're saying because you don't have to react kind of to that play commentary is hard because you got to be entertaining and you got to be it can't seem forced. And yeah. there was a time when it seemed forced for Chris Webber, and now it's not as bad. He's still like he has his moments. A, a B minus C plus right now. He's not by any means great, but I think I have a new person. I mean, who am I to say? Because if you put me in that position, I'd fucking suck. But mm-hmm. 
have a new person who I think is the new worst color commentator, and that's Grant Hill. Grant you don't Hill, like Grant Hill? No, he just seems like he's trying way too hard the whole time. Like, he'll just make a comment, and it's like, wow, like, that was... Thanks, thanks for that, Grant Hill. Like, <laughs> I like Reggie, but no, I can, I can see yeah, that Reggie gets Grant. a lot of slander. At least Reggie's, like, excited to be at these games. Yeah, and, I, was, uh, I like Reggie. And he's not trying too hard. He, I get what... Sometimes he'll make a statement where you're like, what the fuck are you talking about? But he's not as bad as people... Yeah, it's for. kind of the same thing on but. the NFL, like in the NFL side. Chris Collinsworth, people really don't like Chris Collinsworth, but I have no problem with Chris Collinsworth. I actually like him. Yeah, people, I've seen more, especially in the in these Twitter streets. I've seen Chris Collinsworth love now more. Oh, I have have you? So. I actually, I'm not on Twitter at all. Was, I just know from like kind of what I'll see. Like Austin may send me something right here and there. Like Chris Collinsworth doesn't get really all that much love from what I've saw before. He could now, obviously, I don't really know. I but would say I, I like him more than what it seemed more people did. Yeah, I mean, I would say he's second to Romo as far as color guys. I agree. I um, like him. For me, at least, I like Mark. Sh- Mark Schlereth doesn't really get a lot. For yeah, football, he was always but he's good. He was always good on ESPN too. He'd he's always good. have like good tidbits where he'd say, "I always like people just throwing like personal tidbits that make you like kind of think the game differently." That's um, that's for like first take. I'm not first take. Undisputed. Those yeah. are the times where I like watching Undisputed is when like they'll have Shannon and then they'll bring on someone like Ray Lewis or mm-hmm. whoever, and it's just them talking football for like eight minutes mm-hmm. and it's like okay so i'm learning more about like i'm just learning about the game kind of obviously i know about the top the topics they're talking about but they're like just giving insights on the game and kind of their personal stories and that's like the that's kind of the fun entertainment i'm like oh i never knew that or didn't think of that it's like insight on kind of how the game was very true i think for play by play i think kevin harlan is neck and neck i was trying to think about this like, Kevin Harlan Because Marv Albert's probably the GOAT for play-by-play for basketball. The best right now is Mike Breen. Mike Breen kind of took that from him. He's been the most consistent, the most like in the limelight. Like He's mm-hmm. got the number one. He's the voice of the NBA right now. Kevin Harlan's like right there. Cause he's done it just as long as Mike Breen, maybe even longer for all I know. And I think he's better now than he was even like... Yeah, 10, 20 I years like, ago. and also Kevin Mark Harlan's Jones. Funny as hell. Mark Jones is good. He's underrated. I He's like a good... Mark Jones gives like a new age feel to it. Kind of yeah, and I like that. I like the he's, new age feel that he's he... definitely a good second guy like he's a good like b team guy he's he's definitely good. Yeah, I was gonna say he's not he's not Kevin and he's not Mike, but he is brings the excitement. But he is, he brings excitement and. Those are I I love it when the play by play guys make me feel like I'm playing. Like that's why I love Gus Johnson. I don't know if I've ever had someone who made me feel like I was playing. Well, not playing the game. Like I mean, the excitement of as yeah, I Gus was, Johnson. So the excitement of as I was like a there kind yeah. of more so is what I'm meaning than like just the excitement of like oh my god that really just like it brings more and more life to the moment. For sure, I wanted to give a shout out to Iron Eagle because he's yes I like Iron. He's now in like like. He's getting those big games. He's more so on the NBA side now, too, because he does a Brooklyn Nets play-by-play, and now he's, like, one of the main TNT guys after yeah. Kevin. So he's getting his shot in there and in the NFL. I think it's him. Does he? No, Sims is in the studio now. I'm trying to think Sims who, is in the studio. I'm trying to think who Iron Eagle's Dan number Fouts, two guy. Dan it? It could be. I think it's Dan Fouts with he Iron could be, Eagle. He's, he's right there with Jim Nance as far as, like, football guys, too. Like, he's... He's yeah. a real talent as far as that goes. But it's, it is really hard to beat Jim Nance and Phil Simpson. Jim Nance and Tony Romo. For that's sure. like that's just dude, that's your one right now mm-hmm. because it's just so 
the only thing that could pop, like if you got Al Michaels, even like Peyton Manning, mm-hmm. something like that, that may be special. Mm-hmm. Like I'm just thinking of combinations right now because I love Chris Collinsworth, so that's fine. But Peyton Manning could even bring more than Chris Collinsworth just because it's Peyton Manning, <laughs> and he's done so well post sports, mm-hmm. like with his breakdowns and everything. He's such a knowledgeable and actually just a personable guy. Yeah, Peyton's great. His uh, what that series was on uh, ESPN that I think Kobe started rest in peace yeah Kobe what the fuck is it I've known any other time so it started by Kobe it was detail on ESPN where he'd break down plays and yeah Peyton Manning did the football version of that Mm -hmm. that yeah now that's a great series I love shit like that yes they did that after the last or in route to the last dance Mm -hmm. they were doing them with I think like Phil Rodman and Scottie Pippen yeah which was kind of cool but yeah I love shit like that I love anything where I can kind of like gain knowledge like that's why I really don't watch much. I used to be big on first take when it was like Stephen A and Skip, but I, like ever since they got Max, I watched a little bit of like that first year, but I have not watched the debate shows really for quite some time. I always liked the middle of the afternoon ESPN shows like Highly Questionable and um, Pardon the Interruption, PTI Around the Horn, all those, and they had Bomani and Pablo had their show. Uh, high noon i yeah. thought that was the best show on espn period and then they canceled that which was unfortunate because that was a great show um do you have a favorite who's your favorite personality right now like who's on tv like, as far as between espn i know you watch a lot of fox um so i like Stephen a a lot i like skip and shannon both we skip shannon and i'll see other work with me it's weird because it depends on what they're talking about because I'll watch, because like, I watch a lot of it, but I pick and choose what I watch. I don't like watch it usually live. I watch like YouTube clips and I'll choose what I want. So I like, I would say Nick Wright, uh, Skip, and I do like Chris Broussard as well. Interesting, Broussard. I like Chris I Broussard. Like, I liked him when he was doing like, when he was really an insider more than a personality. Mm-hmm. When he was like in that whoa spot for ESPN. Um, but, so uh, they're, inter- they're entertaining, but like Nick Wright has kind of left field and like certain things will have like kind of like left field takes that like you wouldn't expect but once you actually think of them they make sense so i do like that and he's also not afraid to kind of just say what other people may be thinking but don't want to word it that way like he'll word it like he'll just come out and blatantly say things skip's just interesting i always... also says some bullshit oh yeah i know that's why you have to him pick, and Skip both. You have to but. pick through. You have to pick through it. That's why you just don't. That's why pick. I can't listen to them because a lot of it's like very clearly like, please go and say all this and like hammer that shit mm-hmm. home. Like I just that's I'm saying that's the things I don't pay attention to. Like I kind of I've done, for me I compartmentalize the way that, I just pick and choose kind of what I want to listen to and if I hear something like that I just don't take it in because I have my own opinions already. Mm-hmm. Great thing that's why we're doing this podcast. But, no, for sure. <laughs> but I would no, just rather but, see like. I understand what I understand what you're saying. If you're gonna sit down and take the time to watch something, you're gonna watch something that you don't want to come out of being like, okay, that was forced or like that was just planned. Not necessarily that. I want something knowledgeable. Like I really wish. Oh, I like Chris. Seg- Car- I liked Chris Carter a lot. That's right. Yeah. Left. Then he, he got, got fired. Before he got fired off of Fox. I liked Chris Carter a lot. Brandon Marshall's interesting too. Yeah, I could picture Brandon Marshall being. Brandon Marshall's interesting. Is he on Fox now? Yeah, he's actually on First Things First with Kevin Wilds, Jenna Wolf, and Nick Wright. I can picture that. And then Shannon Sharp, I like to. Shannon, especially when they're talking football, Shannon gives good insight, obviously, because he's played the game. For sure. I'd say my favorite personality right now is probably Mina Kimes. She's probably hmm. been my favorite personality for the last couple of years, actually. She's really talented. She's funny. She knows her shit when it comes to football, especially, too. Mm-hmm. Um, she's great. She's got a good podcast, like, Mina Kimes show. I like to ca- carry champion. 
I'm just thinking of people. Oh, I liked, yeah, when she used to... I, I liked Carrie, because she went from first take I think she's to on TNT, um, Coast to Coast. And I, li- I liked right. Carrie Champion yeah, a lot. Yeah, she was a host of Sports Center. Yeah. Yeah, Carrie's a legend. But where's she at? I think she's on Turner Sports now, so she's like a, she does stuff on TNT mm-hmm. and all I was that. Saying, yeah. I haven't seen it. I haven't seen her in a while, but I liked, her, I liked her a lot. But yeah, I, I'm i surprised with you not being on Twitter as much as you like all those personalities, because... It's such a, like, I can't even, I can't imagine even being a sports fan, not using Twitter, just having that, especially during, like, trade season or the off seasons, having all that news, like, at my fingertips, you know what I mean? I guess, I guess I get, I'm not gonna lie, between all the, I get Bleacher Report, ESPN, I have, like, a, like LVNBA, like, I have a bunch of apps, and between that and my friends, that's all. That's like my Twitter. Like Austin True. will instantly send me something, like anything that happens in the NFL or whoever. So between what I have and what I get, it's kind of like my own Twitter. Obviously, I don't get other people's commentary on it. I just get what they. But like, that's kind of what I do for my like my information. I get it all at the time it happens. So I get that. I'm saying more so. I guess it's a different experience. You know what I mean? Yeah. And you not being on Twitter as much. Very rarely ever. I'm really not. Yeah, I like. I think, I think it would change the way you. I think it would change the way you look at sports a little bit. Maybe not. Maybe not. Sorry, not even that. I don't think it would change the way you look at sports, but, like, say when like Steph's going off on those kind of nights and you're on Twitter, or like I said, like when it's a really dramatic like, like that the day Harden got traded, like those kind of days. Adds, I guess, it adds to like what's going on. It's just crazy when you can see all the reports like coming out at once, like. Oh shit, James Harden might go here. Oh, now he's going over. You know what I mean? Like all that. Yeah, it's when you see it's it, like a television show. When you I'm see it like, minute by minute, second by second, or like you're getting tid- like Draymond Green, he's been great lately on Twitter because he'll randomly throw out some like oh, he's another basketball one in, tidbits. He's another one in the booth that like when he's done, he's going to be really good to, and again, the studio, he's going to be another one. 100%. After, especially after last night when he was, when he called out the league, he mm-hmm. reminds me so much of Charles Barkley. Like he is every bit of. Charles Barkley in the league as far as being undersized, not shouldn't be able to do what mm-hmm. he's doing, being undersized, playing the big position that he is, being the probably the loudest person as far as a player in the league at that time was Barkley. Yeah. Probably now Draymond Green. Yeah. Not afraid to talk shit, not afraid to call anyone out. They're both funny. Um knowledgeable too. Knowledgeable and then yeah, Draymond could be the best anything as far as on TV right now if he just left the NBA right now. Him, just like Charles Barkley. And CJ McCollum's also going to be interested like, from what he's done. I like yeah, CJ. Yeah, he's always been interested like in the CJ. media. CJ McCollum, he's got his podcast too. Mm-hmm. He's dope. But Draymond, yeah, Draymond. Draymond's the next, like, he's like, when you look at, like, the league and think, oh, who's going to be the next kind of superstar on TV afterwards? Draymond's the next guy who you're like, that's a superstar in the next life of his The minute career. he retires... Um, TNT inside the NBA should offer him whatever to become. I was gonna like say the fifth TNT man. needs to just throw him. Whether he, whether he replaces someone or if he's just that fifth guy, at it, I don't care. If, if you it could takes. give him like his own kind of thing with like Wade and Car- Candace, and like and had all those three do it with somebody. Like else, they did with KG. Be... They gave KG Area Twenty One. That was dope for the two seasons they had. Yeah, it. if you could give KG's grand TV, he's another one who yes. is amazing. When he, as long as you you know let him swear and all that because yeah, he had like, a cuss button on his shit it was funny I was gonna say just give like if you're gonna give someone their platform you can't hinder their platform I mean you kind of like, can because of FCC rules. well I mean like I mean like <laughs> that but I mean sorry, 
I don't mean just like language wise. Him, I mean letting him be him, him be to him. the fullest extent. You that's can. what Turner's great. That's at, what yeah, I, they should. That's what I meant. I'm not like just let him swear every other sentence. I meant just letting him be him to their <laughs> full extent and not hindering who KG is. You want KG for his boisterous personality, not just for just to be there. Go look at the Area 21 clips because those are some good clips of him just chopping up with other Hall of Famers, getting them out of their element. It's more of a laid back feel than a mm-hmm. than a studio feel. Yeah, KG's great. I don't. KG should either jump into coaching or get back into TV. I don't know what happened after Area 21, but he's not on there anymore. No, I have no idea. He's amazing at that shit. For sure. I gotta apologize again because once again, and I, you know, I get complaints about this. You know, people, listeners be like, hey, like, I didn't introduce this again. So I'm Kyle. Keenan. Keenan is here. It's a Warner Brothers podcast. I gotta get better at that. Yeah. I mean, I kind of just jump into it. I don't even think, I really never think about it, which I probably should, given that that's, that it's the intro. And we get that new, nice intro song that mm-hmm. the listeners heard where you played, so that's dope. So, um, but yeah, nah. We talked a lot of NBA. I did a lot of arguing with myself, I think, on this one. Um, cause I don't know how many times I said, like, yeah, the Warriors might be a contender, and then I was like, no, nah, they're not. Like, I seriously have no clue what to think of this NBA season. I just know I like L.A., both LA teams, Portland and Utah as contenders right now. And then Phoenix in the Warriors, like let's see. Mm-hmm. And then the East, Philly, Brooklyn, the Bucks. And then after that we'll see. You know, Boston, I'm let's st- get our shit together. I'm still gonna be a little bullish on the Bucks until I see it. I guess it's just like the recency kind of thing about it. I mean they're so good. They're still a contender, but they're yeah, still no, a cont- I need to see more. They're I- still they're a contender, so they can't take them lightly. It's just one of those teams are like I'm not going to pick you until you get over the hump. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just one of those things now. Like, I've kind of just seen it. If I had to pick one team to get out of the East right now, it would be Philly. I'd say, I'd say Philly, then I'd say Brooklyn. It would be, like, my two. And the, yeah, it could change in a couple and, weeks. Like, after two weeks, I might and I'm say just, Brooklyn. But right now, it's Philly. There's something about Kevin Durant that's just hard for me to just say no to. Like, I don't know. I'm, I'm not the... As a favorite, he's not even high on my favorites player, like just like rooting for. But I just, it's almost like almost a LeBron thing. I just can't, it's hard for me to bet against Kevin Durant. Yeah, you can't bet against KD. He's just especially like, he's got Harden and Kyrie next to him. Like, if you're on the opposing team, there's no one you'd rather, like, even with Kyrie, those are two people you just don't want to see the ball in their hands. Like, KD, you just don't want to see it. Kyrie, you just don't want to see it because you just feel like their shots are going in. Even Harden, you'd be like, I'd rather the ball in Harden's hand than both of them, even if even though Harden's a superstar, clearly. Yeah. Like, it's no, just I like, I would way. feel more comfortable. I feel more confident with Harden missing a shot than I do Kyrie or especially Kevin Durant. Like, if Kevin Durant's shooting it, I'm like, okay, it's going in. I don't care from where or who is in his face. It just feels, yeah, that's in. That's, every, that's for sure. Everything looks like, I don't think Kevin Durant's ever taken a bad shot in his life. Like, yeah. even like a bad shot to him, just because of how much he elevates and like where he is, he makes the bad shot look like a, eh, that's an okay shot. Like, he get hit that. That's definitely like where he gets the, uh, the Dirk, the Dirk side of him, where mm-hmm. no shot's a bad shot for them because they're so tall with their release points. Yeah. It's impossible to block their shots or anything like that. So, yeah. Yeah, no, nah, I, Brooklyn, once they do find it out, like completely, it's going to be scary. It's going to be hell for everybody in the league. Yes. Yeah. How are you going to stop Kyrie, James Harden? Uh, Durant and you know the fact that they got Roberson if they can get anything out of him like as far as playing defense and some threes like you said you know that's a problem for everybody yeah but I agree. Um, nah Durant I'm gonna shut up just because we've talked so much NBA but I have more Durant thoughts 
I was gonna I say. I have more NBA. I, I mean, I, I could talk NBA for I got so much hours, more to say. But. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But we'll be back in a couple of days. We'll, we can talk more NBA, you know, see if anything changes. Actually, what time is it right now? About 8.24, the missed, t- TNT games yeah, starting. Yeah, I gotta go, because Celtics played the Nuggets. They're probably in the second half right now. I oh, oh, oh they're, yeah, Jokic drops 29 in the first half. It's 65 Sixty-five, fifty-eight Celtics, nine thirty-four left in the third. I'm gonna go finish. Jokic has thirty-one. Kemba has fifteen. Jason Tatum only has nine, two and five. One of seven from the floor. But yeah, well, you go finish Sounds that like game. Sounds like an entertaining game. Then we'll be back later in the week. Peace, Warner Brothers Podcast. Follow us at Warner Brothers Podcast on Instagram. Be easy, y'all. That's. I was gonna. I say. have more NBA. I, I mean, I, I could talk some, NBA for. I got so much hours, more to say. But. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But we'll be back in a couple of days. We'll, we can talk more NBA, you know, see if anything changes. Actually, what time is it right now? About 8.24, the missed, t- oh, TNT games yeah, starting. Yeah, I gotta go, because Celtics played the Nuggets. They're probably in the second half right now. I haven't oh, checked oh, the score. Oh, they're, yeah, Jokic drops 29 in the first half. It's 65-58 Celtics, 9.34 left in the third. I'm going to go finish. Jokic has 31. Kemba has 15. Jason Tatum only has 9, 2, and 5. 1 of 7 from the floor. But yeah, well, you go finish Sounds that like game. Sounds like an entertaining game, then. We'll be back later in the week. Peace. Warner Brothers Podcast. Follow us at Warner Brothers Podcast on Instagram. Be easy, y'all.